What's going on, everybody? You are listening to Heated Shenanigans Podcast, and today I am Scott. I am your host for this episode, and I am joined by two very special guests of mine, owners of Rival Showdown Professional Wrestling in Bloomington, Indiana. I am joined by Matthew and Tyler. Hello. Guys, welcome. Thank you. Pleasure Thank to be here. Thank you for having us. Oh, no problem. So, uh, talk to me, kind of, how did this get started? Well, uh, I had worked with Infinity Pro in Bloomington since... 2010 and uh, Donnie Tsunami who ran Infinity Pro had left Bloomington and there was kind of this hole left and me and uh, our friend Tyler Kay decided to start a wrestling promotion because there is an audience for that in Bloomington so it's a very rich history in Bloomington for professional wrestling yeah yeah more than people might think so when you guys were, were you guys were putting this together, how long have you guys been running? We started in, I believe, 2018. 2018? Yeah, 2018. So what led you guys to want to get into to being uh, owners and running your own shows? Because, I mean, that, that's not anything that's really easy to do. There's a lot of challenges that come with that. Yeah. Well, uh, I trained with Jason Ayers, who's a – Ref in WWE now. I trained with Donnie Tsunami, Drake Younger, and Scotty Vortex. It's a uh, hell of a class. Yeah, but I went in not really wanting to be a wrestler. Like I never thought I could do that better than anyone who's in the ring. But I've watched wrestling, thinking I could write something better than this. Like. <laughs> Uh, so I just wanted a foot in the door to be behind the scenes in some capacity. And uh, working with Donnie on Infinity Pro, I was able to learn a lot uh, of what to do and also what not to do. But all the fundamentals of uh, how a promotion should be run for the talent, I, I feel like I learned all the right things. Because everyone got paid what they were promised, you know, and I mean, he ran a good locker room. The things learning like what not to do, that was all like, uh, like outsourcing concessions. It's like, Oh, we're missing out on so much money because of that. But like, as far as the important stuff, I feel like I learned a lot. Donnie, Donnie's probably one of the smartest guys I've ever met and talked to when it comes to wrestling. He just, He's got such a great mind for professional wrestling, how it needs to go, yeah. how a match should be constructed. Uh, I actually I saw Donnie at a BMFX show a couple of months ago. Looked real good. I think he was in transition of getting a new job. I, I'd heard because of the concussions, he can't really wrestle anymore, yeah. which is sad. That is sad. But, you know, uh, yeah, I haven't been able to talk to him very much, but he's reached out and wished us luck on our shows, which is really cool. Tyler, how'd you come into the fold? So, yeah, so I didn't start the company, uh, nor uh, do, am I an owner. So, Tyler K is a different Tyler. He's not here today. But I, in 2018, I saw just the early, you know, social media pages for Rival Showdown. And I did quite a bit of music promoting when I was in high school and college. Uh, mostly, um, like, you know, I was in a few heavy metal and punk rock bands. And I really loved, you know, even the promoting side beyond the performance side. So I thought, hey, I would love to try wrestling. Um, 
it's not a one-to-one correlation of the industries, even on the DIY or independent scenes. But, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of concepts do carry over. So I thought, you know, I, I could bring something to the table and help them. So then I reached out immediately to the uh, social media page and they're like, yeah, well, we would love some extra help you know, come to our meetings. And, you know, luckily I got in because professional wrestling can be quite an insular culture. Yes. It can be very difficult to uh, get your foot in the door, especially as a non-wrestler. Um, that can make it even more difficult just because of not much spots and the spots are there are because of the people who are promoting the shows, running the shows, and they, they wouldn't be doing those things. So I was uh, very fortunate, I think, to get in early. And I really clicked with the group. I think we had a lot of same, you know, um, ideas about wrestling and other things. So, um, yeah, so that's, uh, so I was, I got in on the back, on the behind the scenes near the beginning in 20, summer of 2018. And then we had our uh, first show of that in, what, the fall of 2018? Yeah. Yeah. October 2018 was our first show, so, yeah. So when, when fans come to watch Rival Showdown, what can they expect to see? What what separates you guys from everybody else? Well, uh, we really put a lot into the aesthetic. We put a lot into the light, sound, you know, all that. Uh, and also the talent. Like, we, <clears throat> we're not going to half-ass a show, you know, uh, I hate going to shows and it's just like gym lights, you know, it's not that that or makes for a bad show. I'm just saying like, I want all the bells and whistles. I want it to feel like a big. show. Yeah. You want to feel like you're a part of something. Yeah. Which we have to give big credit to Shane. Shane oh like, my God. Yeah. So our light guy is a professional light guy and he's worked with, you know, um, Alice Cooper Cindy Lauper and uh, some some um, big names, Stevie Nicks I think not Cindy Lauper, Stevie Nicks, um, and you know he even has like a like piano keyboard that hooks into his lights and he's a musician as well so he knows how to like rhythm and time things so he'll improvise with lights on our shows and we've been so lucky like the team that surrounds us like we've I mean just great people who helped us you know make stellar shows in my humble opinion <laughs> so it's more like really you guys are more like a family than just like a group of strangers running a professional wrestling show well like we we don't see like we don't see shane on a regular mm-hmm. basis but when he's around like he's a great guy and he charges us far less than he should oh yeah he deserves so I, much more than... he really loves to be there yeah, yeah. He, he has a blast so let's say as you guys were gracious enough to give me some uh dvds before we did this looking this over the the, the talent on this alone names aside because any professional wrestling company can book names yeah sure it's the guys underneath that are going to make them stay yeah and on here you've got gt vega uh cali young mance warner i mean mance is the fucking man oh yeah yeah well uh cali didn't make that show we had to you know uh call an audible yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, things worked out, but yeah, I mean, we try to book, like everyone deserves to be there, right? That's the way we try to book, so uh, I don't want any match to feel like a dud, you know, and I love the crew that we bring in. Yeah, and like Gigi Vegas really seen as 
the Bloomington guy. Oh yeah, he's our top heel for sure. <laughs> and a lot of the audience will remember him from Infinity Pro days of Donnie. Yeah. A lot of the crowd will, yeah. He's undefeated in Bloomington. <laughs> yep. Bloomington's favorite son, GT Vega. <laughs> Uh, I think least favorite. Least favorite now? Oh, yeah. He's he's so good at being a prick. <laughs> yeah. uh, what would you guys say are some challenges associated with running your own promotion, be it like putting the show together, maybe dealing with – because you deal with so many personalities in a locker room. How is it? Well, I mean, the number one is money, <laughs> just having enough capital. Like I wish we had enough to run as frequently as we would like. But as far as dealing with talent, it's just, uh, you know, the last minute, no shows that we have to figure out. That's that's the biggest thing for me. What do you think? Well, I definitely agree with the money. So if any aspiring promoters out there, just be aware that you're not going to make money for a while. You're probably, In the early stages, you're probably going to expect to lose money. Even. We've always come out ahead. Yeah, we've come out ahead, but not like we're sometimes not, not by much. Which is also, but also we don't run frequently because yeah. of the financial concerns. Um, like I would love to run every month or every week, even, but like we just run in Bloomington, and we just can't afford that. Like if we ran every month, the crowd would say, "Oh, we'll just catch the next one," so we wouldn't have that special like only coming around once in a while feel that brings the sort of crowd that uh, that have come so far. Yeah. And like I was speaking before about wrestling can can often be very insular. You know, book for your audience. You know, don't there's a lot of, you know, like friend booking that will go on. Or, um, so really think about creating a brand for your audience, which we try really hard to brand our shows as like connecting it with the wider even Bloomington community yeah um, when it comes to stories uh, one of the one of our co-hosts Stephen who wasn't able to make it or be at this one uh, he asked a really good question when we had Mike Quackenbush on one time and it's a question I really like asking other people what would you say is your favorite story you've seen told in the ring like in wrestling in general yeah in wrestling it could be your promotion it could be any other promotion I think we have some interesting stories to tell on a smaller scale. I don't like. Yeah. I think the cake spot would be uh, maybe not a story, but definitely a moment people will remember yeah. for a long time. So if you want to talk about that. Yeah, I want to hear the cake spot. I like <laughs> cake. Uh, well, we had a kid in the crowd. It's his birthday. And uh, so we, after intermission, we made a. We had the MC invite the kid to the ring. We had a cake ready to go. Very cornball indie thing to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, and we had uh, the whole crowd singing "Happy Birthday" for this kid, and in the middle, GT Vegas music hits, and he's not very pleased that he wasn't invited to this this party. You know, he's a party animal. Anyway, he lights the candles back up, gets the kid to blow him out, uh, and then he just shoves this cake into this kid's face. <laughs> really hard. Really, too. yeah, yeah. Really <laughs> aggressively. <laughs> Fuck that kid. The kid took it, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Eddie Edwards came out, got some a measure of revenge on the dastardly GT Vega. So what did this kid's family think? Like, 
Well, he was so into it. He loved it. He, well, <laughs> at, at the end of the match, uh, Eddie got what remained of the cake, and he, he and the kid smashed it into Vegas' face, and the kid was on the ropes, yeah, you know, celebrating. So, he, you know. He was, he was stirring got, it up. Yeah. yeah. That's such a that's such a great dick move by GT Vega. <laughs> yeah, and I was you know making the rounds of the crowd, making sure everyone was doing well. And I remember you could hear an audible gasp when the the cake hit. It was because yeah. you know like you know some of the taboos don't do things with animals and children, and like yeah, people were pretty shocked by that. And GT Vega, like I think the best thing about him as a performer is he's really about creating moments. Yeah. He's not a spot guy. He's a moment guy. Um, and he listens very well to the reaction that the crowd's given him at that, that moment. Oh, yeah. Because he knows how to read a room. Right. Um, so, I think it's definitely a moment people will remember for yeah. you know, quite a long time. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about how because we run so infrequently we can't do long-term stories so having those moments that people remember really helps uh you know everyone who comes to our shows on any sort of frequent basis uh knows that vega's a prick <laughs> yeah but you know things like um, independent wrestling shows like dives and all that are all you know spectacular fireworks but you know, people will only remember dives, but they won't remember any specific dive, but they will remember that specific yeah, moment, moment of the cake. Yeah. You know, like, please being... tell me, is there a recording of this somewhere? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah uh, you got it right there on DVD. Oh, on... shit, okay. And if the audience wants to see it, we are on... Which, uh, whichever one has TV. Eddie uh, Edwards versus Vega, so it would be the other one. No, this one right here. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, pop that in, enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy that. Oh, Which is, yeah. that's a thing that I think a lot of indies don't do. Um, is like, you know, it's just match, 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 and then high spot, high spot, high yeah. spot. You know, slow it down, and you can you can do segments where, and you can, you know, even our last show with, once again, D.D. Vega, we had him, Al Snow, um, you know, setting the match for later in the night, and some people yeah. in the audience were, like, confused, like, oh, it's, you know, I talked to, like, Vega's not wrestling? I'm like, no, like, that was, you know. Because any shows often don't, you know, yeah. do these segments. There's there's a lot of like indie tropes that I'm like purposely trying to avoid. I don't know, and and that's not to say that they're bad or anything like that. It's just like my personal taste in creating a wrestling company. I'm like, okay, I want to go this direction. Like I I I like uh, having heavyweights be a thing like i like like super heavyweights or like heavyweights well, well just like uh having like divisions clear divisions like it's I a like, lost art i like that i really like that like you notice our top guys are like vega jake something like i like the idea of having clear division and when we get belts we're gonna keep that a thing like also i'm not a I'm not that into scramble matches. Which is big on me. <laughs> like, yeah. every show has a scramble match. That just breaks down into a clusterfuck before yeah. the end of it. I, but I'm a Japanese wrestling mark, so I like um, multi-man tags, <laughs> like which are done. King of trios and all that. Yeah, but... Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. There are just things that I... If, if 
indie wrestling is going to all go this direction. Let's go this direction, you know. Uh, but we still, I still want to have like that sort of super indie style, but just, uh, I don't know. I, I like parameters. I like there to be structure and rules. Like I like there to, it's a feel for lack of a better term, real in a way. <laughs> it's, it's like you're building this, this comic world and you're instilling the rules into it. Like how, for instance, like in, in Batman, Batman doesn't kill people. Yeah. He has the thing with his, his parents. Like you have layers to your world. Yeah. Well, one thing, for instance, when we get title belts, uh, I I want championship matches to be one-on-one -on -one encounters. I for some reason it just bugs the shit out of me <laughs> to have multi-man matches for a title. To me that just it feels more special. It feels bigger uh if it's a one-on-one -on -one encounter. I don't know, maybe I'm alone in that, but uh so our top title it's that's how it's gonna be, right? <laughs> but, uh, the boss. But we uh, we also will have another belt that's kind of more indie-rific. You know, it's you can throw the gimmick matches and the multi-mans into because it's built into the this title itself. Like I don't know, kind of like our version of the X Division or something. How can people find you guys on social media? What what platforms oh. are you guys on? Go ahead and get that a plug. Yeah, uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Look up Rival Showdown or Rival Showdown Pro Wrestling. You'll find us. Either. You'll find us, yeah. And then IWTV plug. Oh, IWTV. Uh, you can see our shows on IWTV. Look up Rival Showdown. I'm a little sad that our most recent show still isn't on there, but we're working, we're working on, on that. that. Editing's hard. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. And I'm not the one doing the editing, but it's clearly uh, difficult. <laughs> but the best way to see our shows would be if you can make it to Wilmington. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. And uh, how would you say you would market your your company? Is it, is it family friendly or open yeah. all ages? Yeah, we, we cast a wide net. You know, we're not going to do anything that's going to uh, alienate anyone like it we want families but we also want the diehards and like college I kid who just wants to look do something different yeah just not a wrestling fan and yeah. we get a lot of those we get a, a lot, lot of, of casual them, people who just like oh here's something new and interesting to do our crowd is you know very casual and i'm saying that in a bad way that's a very good way because they're very loud and will cheer for just punches and body slams yeah. and when you go near chicago it's more of the Indie crowds who have these certain expectations. But that's not to say that our matches are just boring. Oh, you know, no. no, we got oh, no. <laughs> like they bring a super indie style, but the crowd is loud. They're loud. Loud. Yeah. Which for is the great. whole show and for yeah. What are not just like a little golf clap at the end of a chain wrestling sequence. It's yeah. What yeah. are prices like for your shows too? So the people out there planning to potentially go could know. What to expect uh, to spend? Individual, adult, twenty bucks. Okay. We do like uh, group deals and things like that. But yeah, uh, twenty. Let's say just just looking and from what I've seen already of what you guys do, it, it's more than worth the twenty dollars. You guys do put on a phenomenal show, uh, from what I've seen.
clips and just the way you guys carry yourself too. It, it, it's a it's a top company, and you guys present it as a top company even on yeah. your socials. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we could be if we ran more frequently, we could be in the conversation as a top indie. Uh, you know, we've had some great matches. I mean, just our last show, like Trey Lamar versus Arrow Boy, was excellent. Yeah, we had you know Jake something versus Matt Cross, like. We have these great matches that indie fans, I think, if, you, if you're the type of fan that will go and look for indie shows to watch, you will definitely enjoy one of our shows. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have you guys always been wrestling fans? Like, what, guy, what got you into watching professional wrestling? What was the hook? Uh, for me, it's kind of weird, but it was flipping through the channels and seeing Sting looking like the crow coming down and beating the shit out of the NWO is what got me. Why I was a fan of the crow before wrestling as a kid, like, I don't know. Did you watch the crow movie before seeing Yeah, I I was into the crow before I was into wrestling. Like, when I was a little kid, the Hulkamania stuff, it didn't get me then. I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't understand why, because all I'd ever see on TV was, like, uh, enhancement matches so I never understood why the enhancement guy always lost. I always wanted to see them win. So <laughs> it wasn't until I saw Sting coming down from the rafters, beating the shit out of the NWO, that I was hooked. What about you? <laughs> what about you, Tally? Yeah, my uh, neighbor growing up got me into professional wrestling, uh, Jared. So I'm of the generation of uh, ruthless aggression. So I was, you know, a bit, a little bit too young for the Attitude Era, sadly. Um, so, what really got me was SmackDown at that time. The, you know, the early 2000s. We're talking like 02, 03, 04. The golden age. Yeah, so... Um, so, seeing a lot of, you know, what was going on in SmackDown with, you know, with Big and Eddie Guerrero and Brock Lesnar. Um, so, we're, just for me growing up, um, like the generation I'm from, like one of the biggest moments for me as a fan was Eddie Guerrero being Brock Lesnar, No Way Out for the WWE Championship, so, um, yeah, so there's everything that was great about SmackDown is, yeah, why I got into wrestling, so, we could talk about it for quite a while, so. <laughs> so, growing up, did you guys, like, have any favorites? I'm guessing, was your Sting when you when you were growing up? Early on, it was Sting, but then, uh, as I started leaning towards WWF after, you know, quality dipped in WCW, uh, Mick Foley became a favorite of mine. Like, he was my guy at that point. And then I started getting into ECW, and then, you know, just anything wrestling I could get my hands on at that point, I was watching. Yeah, so mine's fairly similar to his answer. You know, I said Eddie Guerrero also. Also, Rob Van Dam, SmackDown mm-hmm. at that time. And then I started, you know, to get DVDs and start learning about a little bit of the history, and then I got watched you know, ECW and Attitude Era stuff, and then Mick Foley became, you know, one of my favorites as well, who's also born in Bloomington, Indiana, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Would you say that Rival Showdown draws from any particular era of professional wrestling, maybe one more than the other? Um, I don't know. Uh, It's, I don't know that it draws from anything in particular. Like, Well, you know, there's going to be influence just from the 
age of wrestlers to book just because of what's yeah. going on. So a lot of that's going to be Attitude Era and Ruthless Aggression yeah. Era just because of the that's what they were watching and when they were starting or their peak of their fandom. So you know that's going to have an influence on you as a as a wrestler. So I, I think the the booking at least it's like based on. Like, the structure is based on my particular tastes, <laughs> uh, largely, not just me, but yeah. you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the talent bring whatever they bring to the table, and we're just looking for the best talent, you know? So I uh, don't want to put them in too much of a box, uh, but, you know, let them paint with their colors within structure of the card, you know? What would you guys say has been the most rewarding part of being owners and putting on your own shows? Just being, like, seeing the crowd, being there, and just the reaction, you know? Seeing the talent, like, put on these great matches, and, like, I don't know, just looking at the faces of the audience or their reactions, it's just awesome, you know? Hearing them. Yeah. Yeah. I would say just the people in the industry as well. Like I've made some incredible friends I've never met. You know, I would I would never met if it wasn't for wrestling. So you know, Matt and UT Vega are some of my best friends. So. I feel like when you get into professional wrestling, no matter what aspect of it, you're you're bound to make lifelong friends out of what was once strangers. Mm-hmm. And just those relationships just grow and grow over time. And you look back and you're like, wow, you know, if I never would have gotten to professional wrestling. I would not just forget the business part, making a business acquaintance out of it. We're talking about a friend that you, you got to make out of this business. Yeah. Um, what, what do you want Rival Showdown to be remembered for most? Like when, when a fan walks out of the door at the end of the show, what is it you want them to walk away remembering the most from that show? Well, I feel, you know, I've talked to people and uh, people who have been to sort of indie shows before, some people who haven't, but I feel like for a first timer, their expectations are kind of lower. And uh, I've talked to some that were like, some people who don't even like wrestling, like we're just curious, like morbid curiosity and show up and they're like, that was actually really cool. Like... You know, I have friends, no interest, and they put it over big time afterwards. Like, that was awesome. So, yeah, I did just an experience. Like, I know why I love wrestling. And sometimes it's hard to justify loving wrestling, you know. Oh, it's hard to defend. Yeah. Oh, my God, is it hard to defend. But <laughs> to be able to put something together that, like, reflects my love. And be like, look, see, and and it, it translates. They get it in that moment. You know, they may not watch it every week on TV, but they get it in that moment. That that makes me happy. What about you, Tyler? So I think there's like the you know the trivia or obvious answer is I can't wait for the next one. That's what I you, know. That's God. what you hope them to think coming out of the show. Um, but outside of that, I just really want to make it like. I guess, you know, keep thinking about going back to the moments and then just, you know, hope make hope something in the show is going to be memorable enough that, you know, 10 years that you'll even remember. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, it, it's kind of weird to think about what we've been able to do. Mm-hmm. Like, we caught Danhausen just as he was like switching from the ev- like the serious evil character right into the funny stuff. So we caught him like right as he was on the come up. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, getting Abyss's essentially his retirement match. Yeah. Oh we- shit! Tell me about that. Is that do I have that? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you oh, do. That's some damn history here. We didn't even know that that was his last match before, like he went to Stanford. We had no idea we were his last match, <laughs> and he's he's like, hey, by the by the way, and he's like so nice, like on uh, <laughs> like messaging that guy, like he's nicer to me than people in my own family. <laughs> but like, he was like, oh, by the way, this is my last match before I become a producer in WWE. It's like, can we promote it that way? Like, this is your retirement. It's like, yeah. So yeah, that, I mean, that was awesome. You yeah. Know? Because uh, I guess you know, going back to, I was also a big Impact fan in the early two thousands, and this was my guy growing up because I liked a lot of the comic book kind of character horror characters as well growing up. So that was quite an experience, you know. Kind of surreal. That is so awesome that you guys got that. Like, man, I'm I'm damn sure looking forward to watching this DVD. Now, can uh, for fans out there that want to buy copies of this, is this an available option for them on your socials? Uh, well, uh, message us and we'll make it happen. We don't have like an online store or anything, okay. but we'll we'll make it happen. Yeah, come to our shows and we'll cut you a deal and we'll yeah, we can get you loaded up on DVDs. <laughs> but yeah, if someone wants to message us and buy something, we we'll got them. So, <laughs> so what do you guys think about today's current wrestling? I mean, it's it's a really interesting topic to engage in with a lot of people because everybody online as a, a booker and a promoter of the last yeah. 15 years what do you guys think about the current state of professional wrestling i love it i mean it's, it's hard to imagine like like i remember like 2006 it felt like i don't know kind of stale like that era wrestling seemed kind of stale and now it's just crazy you know like there's more content now you could ever keep up with Oh yeah, yeah, it's hard to keep up with all the wrestling that's out there. Uh, but yeah, it, I, like right before AEW happened, I was really enjoying how wild everything felt. Like the Indies and then New Japan was hot, and WWE was kind of changing their rules to where it's like, yeah, we'll bring in this indie guy and let him keep his name and all like shit that I never would have thought would ever happen. And uh, AEW happened, things kind of... All in was another thing you mentioned. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I I love it. I'm excited to see what happens next constantly. See, I I know most of us grew up in this generation on the Monday Night Wars. Mm -hmm. And I I don't think we'll ever see another wrestling war to that severity. I don't think I'd want to because I, I don't like the outcome of how the last one ended. Right, yeah. Because without competition, there's no reason to continue to succeed for success. Um, so when you guys are, when you guys are sitting down and, and putting shows together, is there any talent out there that you've, you've been looking to get for your shows? It doesn't have to be. It could be a name if you want or if you're talking about like an indie guy, you're like, damn, he impresses me or she. I've, I want to get them on the show. 
Oh yeah, when we have uh, meetings, we kind of talk about like who we're looking into, and we uh, we have help from people like they're like, hey, you need to take a look at this person over here, you know. So uh, yeah, like Danhausen was one of those. Mm-hmm. This per yeah, like we've got to have this guy on our show. So Dan Housen was recommended to you, or well, we saw him because of Black Label. Okay, that's like this person's interesting. Okay, let's see if we can get them on a show. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have people in mind now that we're gonna talk to. So you know, our October shows, we try to have like a Halloween horror theme match, mm-hmm. and. Mojo McQueen's often like on the DVDs you have there. He's in the like he wrestled with this. He's in those matches. It'd be awesome, you know. Like I'm not saying this is gonna happen, but just you know for fantasy booking, you know, PCO would be really cool for that. Oh man, so uh, this was right before he like signed exclusively with Ring of Honor. But the Abyss match initially, I planned as Abyss versus PCO, which I mean I love the match that we have, but. I thought that would have been so cool. If we could have got James Mitchell and Destro, like, as the managers, like, you know, Destro comes out and shocks PCO back to life, and then James Mitchell comes out and, like, does something with Abyss to, like, brings out, uh, oh, shit, what's the... The, the bat? Yeah, what's its name? Oh, I can't remember. See, I know Barbie was... Boy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you know, <laughs> something to bring Abyss back to life. That's what I had in my head, but... You know, I love the finished product of what we have now, but still, it's like, man. <laughs> but Mojo's a great spooky Oh, wow, I love Mojo. Yeah, he's got a whole, like, voodoo, lucha thing going on. So, yeah. he's great for that role. Oh, yeah. And do you I, guys do you guys work with any sponsors for your shows, too? or? Uh, yeah, we have local sponsors that uh, have helped us out tremendously. So, you can shout them out. Go ahead. Give them, promote them. Or our catering comes from Qdoba. Qdoba. Shit, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging pizza. They help us provide uh, yeah, concessions. Yeah. I mean. We're going to miss someone. So we're I know. They put me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we got to go through our concessions now. Our concessions. Our sponsors now. American Arms is a big sponsor. American um, Arms, yeah. Uh, some businesses that aren't around anymore, sadly. Um, some local ones, you know. COVID took a toll on some sponsors, sadly. Uh, uh, and Chris Construction. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. Uh, but, yeah. There's just countless of businesses in Bloomington that allow a lot of come and go. And, yeah. Say the, I've only been to Bloomington, I think, two or three times, but I know one of the stops I've always made was at Mother Beer's Pizza. Mm. Oh, yeah, they're great. Uh, but, yeah, swinging. Swinging? Swinging. <laughs> they're our sponsor. <laughs> what type of pizza do you guys like? Speaking of that, like you guys like thin crust or? Uh... I like thin crust. Yeah, thin yeah crust? I'm a Chicago style. Chicago style? Or not Chicago, um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah. So that thin New York style. Yeah. So a few years ago, I went to Giordano's for the first time. Mm-hmm. I did not realize it took them that long to make the damn pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It got to be like an hour, and I'm like, where the fuck are the, <laughs> the pizzas at? And then 
I found out it takes them like almost an hour to make one of the things. I was yeah, like, it's like Shit. a lasagna or something. Yeah. Well, they brought it out, and I was like, I mean, the fans can't see this watching this, but it's uh, unhealthy thick. Yeah. <laughs> like one slice will do you. I was I was done like midway through. Really? <laughs> but going back to wrestling, um, do you guys have any dream matches that you want to book on your show? Oh, I mean, yeah, there are plenty out there, and especially like with the releases and stuff. There's so many names out there <coughs> that we'd love to bring in. Uh, Seeing, I think it would be really cool to see GT Vega and Brian Cage go at it. That would be cool. Yeah, he's pushing for Davy Richards. That's the match he wants himself, you know. Uh, I want to keep bringing in Matt Cross. Eddie Edwards has been great. I mean, there's a ton of guys at this point that I'd love to bring in. When she was on the independent circuits, did you guys work at all with Ruby? No, she was already <laughs> signed by the time uh, we started. But... Uh, I mean, I, I did in Infinity Pro. She worked Infinity. Yeah. But that, you know, just talking about our promotion, no. But, yeah, that match was her and Lufisto. That was awesome. I say, you guys you guys definitely sound like you know what you're doing when it comes to putting shows together and just your, your passion for your company is really inspiring to see because the longer people I find promote, like, the more, like, dead inside they become. They, they get in like the, the 15 year mark and you're like oh shit third Friday of the month the show right well the infrequency <laughs> of our shows like helps keep us hungry I guess but <laughs> I mean that's what's killing me is like I've got I'm very antsy I want to keep going I want to uh, I'd love to be a touring show you know but uh I think like the aim before that would be we could do four shows a year would be yeah like what that's what Infinity ran on around wasn't it about well they started doing monthly oh that's right yeah but the crowd dwindled yeah and uh, that's where I kind of got the impression that it's sustainable it's only sustainable to run like every couple months or something I mean we all live in Indiana here and we you get all four seasons and a week. Yeah. So I, I would imagine, like, I don't know what winters are like in Bloomington, but in Lafayette, they're, they're fucking miserable. I think we can do winters, but summer is, I mean, it gets so hot in that building. Uh, we, ran, we ran last October, and it was, it was really hot. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of, we're not doing summers, at least in that building. But aside from that, we could... We can figure stuff out. We can run more frequently. Okay. Well, before we, we close out here, is there anything that you guys want to mention or make the fans aware of that are out there listening that maybe we didn't cover yet? Just uh, check out our social media. Uh, look us up on IWTV. Hopefully we'll have our last show on soon because just that that's my favorite so far. Uh, and hopefully we'll keep upping the ante from there. But yeah, social media, IWTV, check us out. Look for us in October in Bloomington, Indiana. 
if you're close enough to come check us out, I think you'll enjoy it. I do want to add, even if you aren't close, these guys are worth the drive. Go ahead and do yourself a favor, especially if you're a professional wrestling fan or if you even got somebody on the fence about wanting to go to a show. This would be one of the shows to go to. Make the drive out to Rival Showdown. Find them on all their social media platforms. Make sure to like, follow. Do you guys have a YouTube channel? We don't. Not yet. <laughs> okay. At least. Uh, well, we should get on there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where we started out was out on YouTube back in the day, but we switched, moved over to, to other ones. But what about you, Tyler? Is there anything you want to mention before we close out here? Uh, no, I just, we've had multiple fans reach out to us for having a show, and we hear you. And this fall, be ready. And until then, just go to any independent show you can to support independent yeah, wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Very well said. Well, uh, for Hedy Shenanigans Podcast, I am Scott. And again, I was joined today by Tyler and Matthew from Rival Showdown Professional Wrestling. Uh, huge thank you to them for making the drive out to join us here live today. Uh, in the meantime, guys, take care, and we will see you with the next episode.